gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay-ish. Hello everyone in the podcast universe, this is Gayish, The podcast that puts the ride in pride. Wasn't that June? Uh, no, we're proud all year long, Mike. You need to learn your lesson. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Have you watched any porn lately? So much. Yeah. We're going to talk about gay porn. Also, I did research for this, but those two things were unrelated. Because this is like the first time I was like typing in gay porn and I was like, ugh, look at all the actual porn I'm getting. <laughs> I want to do reading. <laughs> but first. But first. Uh, you had some things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to do my things first? Or do you want me to do my things first? Well, one is a correction. Do you have this? Oh, God. Okay. For you? What? No. What did I do? What? I mean, it's hard to narrow it down. I said to words out of my face hole. <laughs> but the one thing that someone at least called us called you on is wayland said uh love the podcast on the last one which i think was two ago at this point um the you were talking about people posting things without researching them and you did the same thing um when you were talking about people saying that liberals won't let us cut the trees down and that's why fires get so bad what they're actually talking about is called controlled burns. It's when the forest department goes out there and burns areas so that if a fire does break out, it can't spread and get as large as they're doing. Okay. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> okay. No. So wait, let's, okay. So I don't think it's a correction for me. It might be a correction for those idiots that were posting things. It's not a correction for what, like if I say I saw a blue bear and then somebody sends in a correction and says, blue bears aren't real that's fine i still claim that i saw one. Oh, you saw a blue bear this is what yes. you're talking okay. about you blew a bear what i'm saying is i saw people on facebook saying why won't they let us cut the trees down then we wouldn't have fires which is all i said i didn't say they were right i didn't say that that but, was smart i just said they were saying that mm, you're you know that's not nope you're you're incorrect oh. i mean like you can't you we were just talking about like you can't just post things and not know about them or say things like only read the headline. Like you basically read the headline of other people's posts and like generalize that to all Republicans, which is not. It'd be different if you said like some asshat posted this one thing on Facebook once, but you said like Republicans don't want think we should be able to cut down all trees. Okay, fine. Take your side. I don't care. <laughs> I already did. No, no, that's not what happened. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't say like the Republican Party believes this. I, I, I said that. OK, you, go back, play the tape. We can decide. <laughs> I don't think that that's what happened. You you made a broad implication about a big group of people uh, that boiled the argument down to something that was seeming ridiculous when actually there was a bigger. There was a more realistic point that they were making about fires. no. You don't know what point they were making about fires. I'm telling you, I've seen both things. I've seen actually well-reasoned, hey, let's have a talk about natural resource usage and how the Forestry Service manages. I've, I've read that. That's problematic, but like actual, like they can have those opinions because at least they're not stupid. And I have redneck relatives who were legit saying in so many words, not smart things about why there are fires and blaming the trees. Okay. So maybe the correction is 
that was not all Republicans are saying that. That was your redneck relatives that you saw. And I defy you to say that I said all Republicans because I guarantee you I did not. You did not say all Republicans. You just said Republicans or the right. Yeah. Which is, that's incorrect. You can't stand by that. Whatever. That, that you just like, it sounded, uh, you made it sound like that was a widely held belief. And it's not. And I think. Uh, okay. That I will take. That I will take. Okay. Limited sample size. Who knows how widespread that ridiculousness is? It's, yeah, maybe as wi- widespread as a fire. Could be. Or I'm, contained. I'm going to burn down burns. Facebook. That's it. <laughs> this was fun. This is a fun way to start. <laughs> yeah. Mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> um, Carson said, approaching 60 years and close to finally coming out. Your podcast has been a driving force in my ability to make the final decision to tell the world who I truly am. Thank you so much. And please continue to be who you are. We need more honesty in this crazy country. Oh, Carson, Carson Daly, Carson Daly. You're finally coming out. You're almost 60. That checks out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm impressed. He's still alive. Yeah. (laughs) He's still like number 10 on the list. And they're like, Carson, no, (laughs) there's no camera on you right now. That's very sweet. Thank you. Carson. Yeah. I, that was, we've been getting a lot of very sweet emails lately. And that was a a nice one. Y'all stop making me cry in public. It's terrible. (laughs) Agreed. That was what I had. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I had a couple of news things. I just didn't know if we had time for them because when we talk about gay porn, we're talking with Davey Wavy. We're going to talk with Davey Wavy about gay porn. Yeah. And that, that's no big, whatever. <laughs> we're cool. We're chill. Yeah. We're cash. We hobnob with internet celebrities. Yeah. Most he, of our lives. When we were on his show, he had his shirt on the whole time. Very disappointing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But go check out, uh, the Himeros TV podcast. Because your favorite gayish hosts were on it. It's us. It's us. That's us. We were there on it. <laughs> it's called Himros Live. Yeah, we were on the episode. The episode was called Your Quote, A Watch Pot Never Ejaculates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect. Yeah. It's true, though. <laughs> can, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll do a couple of news items. Okay. So the first one, um, do you know who Bianca Del Rio is? No. Okay. Sounds like a drag queen we're yeah she is and we're the worst because we know nothing about drag it was this drag race something uh yeah she was uh, okay. she was on rpdr uh RPDR. <laughs> yeah is that what all the insiders call that's it? what the kids call it these okay. days yeah okay. um so she's apparently in a lot of trouble because at montreal pride at an officially sponsored montreal pride event she was talking about a current rupaul's drag race contestant Blair St. Clair, who said that, who told RuPaul on the show that she'd been sexually assaulted, that she'd been raped. Bianca Del Rio, during her set, said, quote, no, fuck you. You noticed she wasn't raped until she was in the bottom two? Think about that. That's strategy. Fuck you. Rape is funny if you haven't had it. And if you weren't raped, remember this. You ugly. Oh, God. Um, she was met with audible anger from the crowd to which she, with when they when they booed her, she said, oh, we're supposed to have sympathy. Fuck you. It is what it is. Faggots. Hmm. So aggressive lo- pro rape stance, I guess. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah. So so um, 
then of course lots of pushback and all of the pushback has been like sexual assault is never funny there are probably people in the audience given like numbers percentage chance that somebody in that room had been sexually assaulted in the past were very high yeah that they were probably triggered by that or had you know um ptsd about it um rape is never funny and i guess i'm wondering have we i think we might have made rape jokes before Probably. Probably. Right before we talked about how we had felt violated on encounters that and, we've had. Yeah. And I, but what I wanted to ask, I think, is do you think, I think the blanket statement rape is never funny is probably wrong. Mm. And maybe I'm an asshole for saying that. The problem here, I think what, what puts this over the line, what makes this over the line to me is she is talking about a specific person mm. who specifically claimed that she was sexually abused. And so that makes it personal and dirty and opportunistic in a way that I, I think makes it not okay. Yeah, no, I, well, uh, some people are just always going to believe that there's no funny rape joke and that's fine. Like there, those, like, I understand that and I disagree, um, because I think anything can be funny if you are a funny person. Yeah. If your rape joke isn't funny, you might just need to get funnier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that was no, the real problem. I agree. Well, uh, and also, I think the the thing about the timing that was the same thing everyone said about the women that came forward about Trump. They're like, oh, look, like this may be timed for the. Th but like, what I think is like, it, what if it? So what? That doesn't change that the experience happened to them. That doesn't make me believe them any less. Like, yeah. maybe she did time it that way when she was in the bottom two. It still happened, and that doesn't make it any more okay that she was raped yeah well and i don't i don't know the circumstances here i don't know the timing but let's say hypothetically that the the assault happened years and years and years ago if she's in the bottom two and is about to get kicked off the show and then brings up the sexual assault and she did it because she wanted to garner sympathy and not get kicked off the show isn't that kind of horrible too if that's what happened, and I'm not saying that's what happened, I'm just saying if. If, uh, I mean, like, I think it's hard to come forward. How hard? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to come forward no matter what. So, like, yeah, I, I mean, that doesn't mean she should be saved from being eliminated if she was the like the worst at it. And even if it was timed on her part to to do that, like it's probably still helpful to hear voices of survivors. Like, I just don't think that changes too much. Okay. Okay. Moving on then. <laughs> um, so this is a fast one. We don't have to stick on it very long, but uh, apparently will and grace this season. They, they're having their, another season of the reboot of the show is, is happening. And um, there is an upcoming episode that is going to have mini driver, of course, who plays um, Karen Walker's stepdaughter right no yeah i think that's true or something i don't know anyway <laughs> some relation to karen walker and they are like bitchy and rich together anyway but <laughs> bitchy and rich together that's their spinoff yes <laughs> uh but adam rippon and matt bomer are going to be on an episode what? like the same episode and i don't know in what capacity but the the the, the cast sent out a tweeted a photo that was um matt bomer adam rippon of course, the full cast of Will and Grace, and then Mini Driver. Ooh, yeah. what? Where? Why do people originally know Mini Driver? Like, I don't. 
she oh, was in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, good for her. Um, and she's British. Yeah, <laughs> that's why people know her. Yeah, and she has a weird name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's Karen's something or other that she's bitchy and rich with. Hey, her. Th- we're nothing if not well researched, <laughs> which we're going to find we, out here in just a little bit. We don't know anything about Will and Grace or drag dra- drag race. Oh man, we're horrible. What do we know about? Very little. <laughs> very very little. Uh, last but not least, Alex Jones. Remember Alex yeah. Jones and his rant? His crazy rant about, is he the one that was transing the fish or? The, I, I think that he's at least passed that okay. little tidbit of bullshit along. <laughs> okay, good. So there was a segment that was live online. It was streaming. He was doing a personal wellness segment. And to facilitate that segment, there was a screenshot of his desktop or like a, oh, no. a feed of his desktop. Oh, no. And he briefly quicked a, clicked away from the website that he was showing. And underneath of it, there were several open tabs, including one with the title Naughty T-Babe Marissa Minx. T-Babe is trans. He was looking at trans porn. Uh. There, there was trans porn up there. Um, Marissa Minx responded, quote, I think it's great. He's watching my work. I had heard of Infowars before. Hi, Alex Jones. Happy to give you a free membership to my site. Or maybe you could have me on your show for a discussion. Um, is she a trans fish? Is that why he's into her? <laughs> he was just he was trying to trace the source. Yes. He's he was tra- trans- <laughs> porn by porn. He was doing diligent research, just like we did. Yep. His, his, his goal fish was feeling dysmorphic so he tried to figure out where that came from <laughs> oh do you uh, think he has a pet trans goldfish and he and the goldfish watched well, trans, it porn trans together? it wasn't trans before oh it got trans got peed on <laughs> and trans <Yeah. laughs> um minx also said many fans are secretive about really being into trans women and it's unfortunate that they feel not only that they need to hide their true sexuality but then bash the very thing they desire yeah i mean that's i feel like what studies keep showing is that the people that are the most homophobic or I would just assume it's also transphobic are the ones that are gay or into trans people or yeah absolutely absolutely bullshit your bullshit is bullshit if you're gay no wait if you're if you hate gay people you're gay Uh, yeah no homo means yes homo (laughs) (laughs) um worst excuse ever by the way he claims that Quote, I was trying to contact a reporter when the porn just popped up on my phone. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's the excuse I used when I was 12 and exactly. my dad cut. I don't know. I just got into I, a chat room. It and, just happened. And I my hands fell on the keyboard and typed, <laughs> shove your dick up my ass. I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's like when when my boyfriend Jack comes back and he's like, what happened to all the t- Nutella? And I'm like, it just fell out the window somehow, but I grabbed hold of that empty bottle and that spoon was me trying to collect it back. And oh, that's the why dirty, it's empty. dirty things that you do with desserts. Hey, when I'm alone. Yeah. No yeah. one's allowed to watch that. Um, great. So, so when we come back, when we come back, we're going to have Davey Wavy with us. We're going to talk about gay porn and a whole bunch of other stuff too. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and we're all going to be shirtless touching our nipples. I mean, that's how I roll. It's Sunday. <laughs> Mike has already gotten started. Yeah. It's Sunday. <laughs> Um, but, the day of nipple touching. Yeah, and why not, right? Yeah, God wants it us to. Uh, so should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. 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 This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. 
Oh my gosh. Hi, Davey. Hi, David. <laughs> that sounds very natural. Do I need to? Hey, guys. <laughs> it's nice to start talking to you for the first time. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> Thank, thanks for having me. This is totally natural. I, I love it. I can't be seriously. So about 20% or so of our audience is straight and, and may not know who you are. So like for my mom, explain to my mom who you are and what you do, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, gosh, I guess for the last uh, 11 years, I've been making YouTube videos and that's probably where most people uh, know me from. And the videos are about everything from coming out to your family, coming out at school to uh, how to anal douche uh, and really everything in between. Uh, it's kind of like a fun version of like the sex ed class that we didn't have. Yeah. Really. Um, more recently, I launched an erotic website called himrose.tv, which is a much more explicit version of all that great stuff. Yeah, the stuff that YouTube won't let you do. Exactly. Awesome. One thing we've talked about on this podcast is super hot guys, particularly on Instagram, that like... I totally heard that episode. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> um, wh what do you think your role is when you're talking to mostly gay men, but also have a really, like, you're shirtless a lot, have a really attractive body? Like, what is your role then in, or how do you think about your role in men's health and how they view their bodies? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I get that if you make a YouTube video that has shirtlessness or nudity in it, that it's going to get more clicks. Mm hmm I've kind of used it as a marketing tool to get, use the skin to pull them in. <laughs> did you just make up that rhyme? Cause I, did. I think I did. That is that, that is beautiful. But ultimately, I mean, if you think about it, like there's a lot of tits on the internet. Like there's a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of hot guys. There's a lot of whatever, like it's, you have to have a little bit more than that to keep, you use the skin to pull them in, but you need to have some sort of message or some sort of content that's going to, keep them there. So um, yeah, I've definitely used sex and sexuality and sex appeal to build an audience. But ultimately, I think the reason why those people have stuck around for 11 years is because ultimately, I'm also trying to use that platform to educate people. And in this instance, it's about sex, which is a fun thing to talk about. So. <laughs> Do you want to talk about gay porn? I really want to talk about gay porn. I can tell. <laughs> it's, it's the only thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Um, you you must especially now think about gay porn all the time. I, I yeah, it's 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 literally. Well, I feel like I've been doing this research for the last <laughs> twenty five years of my life. <laughs> Ever since we got that like AOL dial up, mm -hmm. I, I yeah, that's when I started on this path. Um, <laughs> yeah, those who knew those first days early jerking off to really slow loading JPEGs that it was all leading you to here. And here we are. And here we, and here are. we are. So I, I want to say that, because I'm going to say some things that are probably a little bit more critical of porn. And I don't mean to throw porn under the bus because I really, I love porn and I'm very porn positive. Is that a thing? Pro porn? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I also think that there's limitations that as gay people, we don't often recognize. Um, and I think I can like literally trace it back to when I was, I think I was like a freshman in college. I was dating, I was a sophomore. I was dating this guy. We were laying in bed. I was like 19 years old and I was covered in cum. Like we had just had sex. Hot. Can I say cum on here? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. You can. <laughs> but whatever you do, watch your fucking language. <laughs> so much fucking cum all over my body. Dripping everywhere. And, and he looked at me and he, I like, I get like sweaty as I remember it. Cause it was very intense. Um, I'm getting pitted. 
so he he looked at me and he was like uh we need to talk and when you're like 19 and you're covered and your boyfriend's come and he says we need to talk like that's generally not a good thing (laughs) those four words are terrifying at any age i think yeah right (laughs) so he said to me he's like having sex with you is like being in a porn and i was like you're welcome (laughs) in a good way (laughs) (laughs) that seems like a compliment right well so i thought right and he was like no no like i don't no that's not a compliment like that's not a good thing (laughs) and i was like but why like because i'm thinking i didn't learn about sex from school or from friends or from family i learned about it like into that vacuum filled porn you know like porn was my sex education and if i was successfully like emulating what i saw on the computer screen in the bedroom then for me it was like felt like mission fucking accomplished right yeah. like i had yeah. missionary accomplished <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like right like what what am i not getting here and i i think it it probably wasn't until probably 10 years later that i realized like what he was referring to that like porn I think the question comes down to like, what is porn designed to do? And while I was using it as a form of sex education, like that's not what porn is. Like porn's designed, I mean, in my opinion, porn's designed to make you come. Mm -hmm. It's designed to like get you as aroused as possible. And so you can jerk off and you can watch it. Um, It's not designed to teach you about intimacy or connecting with a guy or shame or guilt or like about your body or. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I think it was designed to make me hate myself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i think that's probably a fair side effect yeah. for a lot of people yeah. when they watch it yeah so yeah I, I, like if you if you watch porn and and think like to yourself what am i learning from this like what is it teaching me i think it would teach you to just to stick it in <laughs> right that you mm-hmm. can just stick it in mm-hmm. um the harder you fuck someone the better Oh, yeah. Like you just got to there's especially some porn studios that just like guys that just like ram really hard and go really fast. And it's like jackhammer. Yeah. Like jackhammering the shit out of someone. It's like, oh, I call that the the barnyard dog, like fucking like a barnyard dog, (laughs) like just like banging the shit out of someone. I think my dog Uh, humps more gently than that. Potentially. Potentially. (laughs) Yeah. I I learned uh, that every sexual encounter requires an ejaculation mm-hmm. right. Uh, right that sex ends with a cum shot uh that the only way to really connect with someone is to fuck them like that's it like that's the currency connection um i've learned that sex follows this formula of like every porn is the same it's like kiss suck uh rim fuck cum yep, yep. um yep. and that sex is only for guys with six packs and big dicks yeah so if porn's going to be your sex education <laughs> That's what you're going to learn. Yeah, that's yeah, scary. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'm like thinking about what my ideal would be. And I guess it like teaching. Do you teach gay kids how to have sex like in school then? Or like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think first of all, I think part of it is recognizing what porn is like not using it as sex education. Like if you want to jerk off to it, fine. Awesome. But like know what its limits are and kind of recognize it's it's um, what it's there for mm-hmm. uh, and to not use it for more than it is. But yeah, I do think, so they've done a lot of research on how kids want sex education and they want, they want it to be explicit, they want it to be online and they want it to be in video form. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I've tried to do that with my YouTube content to some extent, but YouTube as a platform has so many restrictions around like what you, how explicit you can get and what you can show and what you can't. 
Um, so for me, the, the solution was to make a much juicier version of that was launching Himmeros TV, which is the, the site that I launched back uh, in November, which uses erotic content to inspire better sex in gay men. Um, so you can still have your porn and jerk off to it and enjoy it and hate yourself afterwards. But, <laughs> but, oh, I will. <laughs> but this can complement your experience. It gives you, I think, a more full and complete like spectrum of uh, the gay and bisexual male sexuality. Totally. We, and if you want to listen to us talking about jock what jock fraught piss um <laughs> then you can listen to humorous live which is davy wavy's podcast that we were just on last week um, yeah it was a great it was a great episode yeah um i, I agree i was <laughs> i was really good maybe your best episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, better words have never been spoken <laughs> um what have you learned in the process of creating your own porn studio basically Oh God. Well, a lot. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I'm like, not even sure that our content necessarily qualified. I think the video that you guys saw was like our particularly porny video that, that mm. we've done. Mm. So it was more kind of recognizable. It's like, Oh, I know what this is. But some of the stuff is like, like we have like guided masturbations or like sex games that you can play with a partner. Or we did um, a how to tutorial for orgasming without ejaculating. Oh, wow. Um, what? <laughs> I yeah, guess I called, need to go watch that one. <laughs> I'll send you the link. It's called full uh, full body orgasms. Uh, yeah, and like they can last for like minutes. Wow. Instead of like ten seconds or fifteen seconds. Huh. So you've like, got this oh, figured out for yourself? I haven't been able to have like I've 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 I think I still have too much to work through. And this is, I mean, what I'm very careful to position myself as like we hire experts and like sex coaches and tantric instructors, like that's not who I am. Um, I think I'm probably more at the level of like, wow, this is new and fucking weird and exciting, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is how most of my audience is. And we're kind of going through this like journey together. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer your question about starting a, you know, a, a porn studio or creating erotic content, there's, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin on the things that, that we've learned in the process, uh, including that it's an industry that's like coming from YouTube, which is very collaborative. The porn mm -hmm. world is very competitive and very like shady. And mm -hmm. I thought like these other studios, many of which are owned by gay men, were just going to be like super excited that I was creating this content. Let's support each other as gay men and work together. But in reality, it's... Um, it's a competitive business and hmm. it's an industry that overall isn't doing very well. And so I think when they see like a new person coming onto the scene, they're not thinking, Oh, this is going to turn more people onto what we do. They're thinking this is going to make my like slice of the pizza even smaller. Whereas my attitude is like, let's just order another pizza. Like let's make the pizza bigger. <laughs> yeah. and, they're, and they're like, die. Yeah. I want you to die. <laughs> It seems like it's like that for podcasters for what that's worth. Like everybody, it's a big old community and people want to help each other out. And it's like polyamory almost. There's enough love for everybody. Yeah. And, um, so it doesn't surprise me though, that porn would be so competitive. Um, like yeah. You, and I think what, what you're describing is very empowering. Like that's like, that would be the way to like mutually help each other achieve success. Right. Be like the mutual masturbation of porn. <laughs> I'll get you off. You get me off. Everyone wins. Yeah, everyone's all the happier. Right, exactly. <laughs> so some of the models that I've seen in your stuff are famous. They come from other studios. 
Do they have any problems with their home studios because of this competition? So it depends. Uh, some of the models have like exclusive contracts with studios, yeah. and then there's models that are not exclusive. So if you're not exclusive, that means you can work work anywhere. The models that are exclusive, we've still been able to work with a few, but it really does like require having a conversation with that studio, being like, "This is why we want to do this. Like, I'm going to be sharing this with my audience. Uh, more people are going to be introduced to your model. Ultimately, it's going to send more people to your website. It's mm-hmm. going back to that mutual masturbation, and sometimes." Yeah after these conversations, like they're into it sometimes not so much, but we've also tried as much as we work with porn stars, which I think it's important for when people go to the site to see the porn stars that they know and and love uh, practicing some of the stuff. We've also just worked with regular people that aren't porn stars that are, you know, anywhere from 19 years old to we had an 83 year old in one of the videos and we're shooting with him again next week and everything in between and, and guys with bellies, guys with hair, guys that are short, tall, every color, every it's so when you go to the site, yes, you can see all these porn stars that that you follow, but you can also see reflections of yourself. Mm-hmm. And the response that we've gotten from people is actually that I think it's like 48% of our audience wants to see guys over the age of 50 in the content that we do. Hmm. Wow. Um, and people actually do enjoy seeing themselves and expanding like the definition of what it means to be an attractive person and like celebrating sexiness and all the different forms that it takes. Uh, speaking of shoot, uh, Blake Mitchell, <laughs> when he did the um, the guided, uh, guided masturbation, masturbation yeah. I was watching that for to research to prepare, and the 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 orgasm that he has is like it like I felt it in my body watching him just like he was like shivering all over for like minutes. It was. <laughs> Was, did you did you actually did you follow along and try or did you just watch? Were you more a voyeur or no? I went like I always do. S- skip, skip, skip. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that also sad? Like that in porn, it's so predictable that like you know where like to fast yeah. forward to watch the cum shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, well, I usually like watch the first few minutes to get the like premise of the what whatever scene they're setting up, sure. but I don't want to see them act too much, so I'll cut that off pretty quick once I get the gist of it and then just get to like the things that are fun. Well, sometimes we just to fuck with people because obviously we're aware of the expectation is we'll put like the cum shot at the beginning or like in the middle or sometimes there won't be one at all. And people get really like, once you start to fuck with that formula, either they're like really inspired by how it's different and like, Oh, this is cool. Or they get like really fucking pissed. And like, what are you you doing? This is a good thing that we had going here. (laughs) Don't move my cum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes, I know the cum shot that you're referring to. What we did was we shot two videos back to back and the first video was how to have a full body orgasm. Hmm. So for like two hours, we, or maybe it was three hours, we brought him through this process where he was having these like full body orgasms, his like arms, legs, everything was shaking, but he wasn't ejaculating. Hmm. And when you have a full body orgasm like that, in, usually when you have an ejaculatory orgasm, your sexual energy kind of drops. Mm-hmm. Like you want to take a nap, you yep. jerk yep. off and you're like, okay, I'm done. Like, don't yep. touch me. I'm straight. Like, <laughs> I'm straight get out of now. my house. Here, here's the door. Um, he, his sexual energy just kept building and he hadn't had that release. And so then once we filmed the guided masturbation video, he could like barely keep his cum inside him. <laughs> and so when he finally did come, he was, it looked like he's having like, it kind of looks like a seizure. Yeah. Like a sexy seizure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything's like tight and, flexing and twitching and 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure everything he does just looks sexy, though, because he's oh, him. Just by being a person. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys a Blake Mitchell fan? I, I am. I, I think I, I especially appreciate that he has his glasses on all the time. Like, yes. it could be the most hardcore thing happening, but he's still got his glasses on. Like, that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when he first started, they had him take his glasses off, which is funny because, like, it's just become, like, iconic at this point. Yeah. He's a great guy. I love working with him. What are some of the things people may not know about the normal gay porn they watch that you now know? Um, ooh, okay. Yeah, this is, girl, the tea's hot now. Um, <laughs> Spit it. Yeah, this is, see, this is, uh, if you really like porn, then you probably should stop listening now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. gonna, are we about to ruin everything? Yeah. Oh, is this, this is, the, the sausage rule? Like, you don't yes. want to know how it's made? You don't want to know. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. 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 You're about to hear how the sausage is made. Oh, okay. So, the first thing you should probably know is that most of the gay porn stars are straight. Mm -hmm. That may is have that just a, enhanced someone's experience. <laughs> it Here's the thing. Like, oh. I get it. It, so, it sounds hot, right? Ooh, it's like straight guys sucking each other's dicks. Ooh. When you go on set and you like look into the eyes of someone that like does not want to have sex with the person that they're with, it is the opposite of sex. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not fun to like watch people have sex that don't want to have sex with each other. Like even if they're pretending really hard, <laughs> like it's just not like, that's just not what gets me off. Yeah. And I mean, also to that point too, is a lot of the models don't uh, have input with who their scene partners are. So the studios don't, a lot of studios don't care about chemistry. Um, some studios really do, and they like want to find partners that work well together. When we shoot people, we try to shoot people that have been in scenes together that had really good chemistry and that really enjoyed it, or people that want to shoot together. Because if it's two guys that like, there's just nothing there. It just, yeah. again, it just kind of falls flat for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody is that good of an actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's surprising because I, until I really went on set with different studios to to see porn for myself, like watching it, I did genuinely believe that like the guys were into each other. Like a lot of like the Eastern European porn, I'm like, oh yeah, like these guys are really into it. No, like they're into the paycheck that they're getting. And like <laughs> people do all sorts of things that they don't want to do for money. Like sucking dick is just another one of those things. <laughs> and that's fine. But like to me, human sexuality is something that feels very... I don't know, like sacred and like if I am watching two guys have sex, like I want there to be an element of like authenticity to it. <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, there's also a lot of a lot of erection uh, drugs, some of which are injectables. So they um, in a lot of studios, it's really important, especially if, if you're going to fuck, you need to have a hard dick to fuck. Um, we don't have fucking in all of our videos. And if someone doesn't get hard, they don't get hard. We just work with it. Um, but a lot of studios have this formula they need to follow. And especially if you're a straight model and you need to get hard for some guy um, and the Viagra is not working, they actually have injectables that you inject into your dick. Oh. And they give you a four hour <laughs> erection. Um, you killed Mike. Mike I was, I was not expecting that. Like you yeah. said injectable. I was thinking like, like shooting up and like into the penis. That, yeah. That got you me. inject it into the dick. Oh God. Where, uh, yeah. where in the dick? <laughs> Anywhere? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen, I, we had a model on one of our sets come back and he was like, yeah, I just injected my dick. And we were like, oh, he's uh, <laughs> like, no, no, it's fine. Like we, you know, we do this all the time. And for us, it's like, if you're, 
I mean, part of life is that like, sometimes you're not hard and like there's a ebb and flow. And I think like watching porn with all these rock hard dicks gives people these unrealistic expectations that like, we would rather show like what naturally happens, which is like, sometimes you're hard, sometimes you're not, it can go in waves. Yeah, I, I remember when I first came out, it was an early on sexual encounter that I had and I, I couldn't get erect and I was, I thought my life was over. Like, yeah. oh God, maybe, maybe I'm not really gay or I wonder this guy hates me now because I couldn't get hard. Like, and, and porn really did set up that expectation for me. Uh, and I have to tell you that there's so much anxiety with models around like erections, like that it's such an important thing. And the more anxiety that there is around erections, like the harder it is to then get an erection. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it has this like it, it's this like vicious cycle and as, of course as soon as we're like well it doesn't really matter if you get hard or not in the scene everyone's hard because <laughs> because there's no pressure and they're comfortable and you know we try to make people really happy on set so yeah yeah and i think there's a lot of like shadiness that goes on behind the scenes of like uh like those some of those contracts that you mentioned like people being like locked into contracts that aren't to their benefit or models getting started when they're really young and not knowing what they're getting into and, and, you know, like not reading all the fine print. Um, so it's a, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough industry. Having said that I've met lots of people who are, who are, you know, great, awesome people who get into the industry because they really want to share their sex and sexuality with the world and, um, that are really empowered by what they do. And there's, uh, studios that, really do respect their models and um but it's it's you know it's like anything else like there's always there's always a few bad apples maybe there's more than a few in this industry but <laughs> but yeah not asking you to name names at all is there a way to tell like is there some reddit somewhere that i can read that will tell me which which studios are are, are the good ones that treat their animals well <laughs> free range porn stars <laughs> We, 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 we created a porn manifesto and it was like people were calling it grass-fed porn. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I understand the question because as a conscious consumer who like, yeah, like wants to be aware of what I'm putting into my body, like consuming porn is one of those things. And if you're going to, you know, like want to know where your milk is coming from. Where's the non-GMO porn? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... There is no like universal standard, and I don't think there's like a place that you can go to find that. But I all I can speak for is ourselves, myself, and yeah. and yeah. that we really uh, like the safety and comfort of the models is like the is our our paramount. Um, it's the most important thing for us when we shoot. So I'll say that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think my damage of like what porn has done to me the the biggest thing for me has been when I started bottoming, and which was very early in my gay career <laughs> thank you <laughs> um and everyone was just like just kept telling me like i heard people say like oh you just need to relax more or you can take more than you're letting on or like i think they were also like influenced by the gay porn they saw thinking that everyone has the same gaping asshole that you can you know put your giant 12 inch dick into but i was not that case and I have a tiny butthole that says comes up in far too many conversations, but, <laughs> but it wasn't true for me. And I didn't know that, you know, they were probably prepping a whole lot to get that like ready. And that I myself was different than all of them and had to do even more work. So, um, I only like within the past couple of years learned 
what I need to do to really like bottom and, and enjoy it. You also can't blame them because it's like when you watch porn, literally there's no, uh, let me like tease the hole with the finger. Like let's, let's apply lot, lots of lube. Let me check in with my partner. Yeah. The checking like, in or like one. In fact, like if you scream more or look, it looks like it hurts, then that sometimes is like a turn on for people. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. We filmed an entire video that was like basically the 20 minutes that gets cut from every porn of like, how the bottom is opened up to take like these giant dicks using toys and lube and fingers and tongues and all sorts of things. But that's an important thing for people to know. Yeah. 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 Um, so Kyle, you wanted to tell us numbers and boring things. Yeah. Is that true? It is. Did you have anything more? Uh, no, I want, I want to hear, I want to hear these numbers. Let's, okay. Let's get, let's get it. <laughs> we only on gayish would we say here are all the terrible things about gay porn. We're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> this is what we do. It looked like it was going to be su such an exciting episode until right now. Okay. So there, I looked up a little bit of research on how, young people and especially gay young people uh, use porn and what its effect on them is. So the main study I looked at is from Australia, which is a country, a real country that is legitimate. <laughs> so this data is correct, I think, is 2017. Um, the median age for men watching porn, not just gay men, all men is 13. So they like that already I think a lot of porn is restricted to 18 plus. So you're technically not supposed to be using porn for any kind of education, but people do anyway. Mm. And basically exactly what you're saying. There's no like good when I'm 13 to 18 learning about gay sex from anywhere. Right. Yeah. There's a vacuum. You're not, you're not learn. I went to fucking Catholic high school, <laughs> like sister Mary Francis, like, pulled down a chart of a penis and basically told us it was evil you know like it wasn't <laughs> it just was labeled with one thing evil yeah this is the evil part all yeah of it. and especially especially queer sex like of, of like you barely the the sex ed that i had that was straight was like how not to have it you know it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like don't do this yeah yeah ours was um i grew up in texas so ours was they got us all in assembly and they rolled a die to see what you got. Like if you rolled a one, like you have chlamydia, you roll oh a two, God. you're pregnant. And then like one of the numbers, like you roll a six. Okay. You're fine. Nothing happens. <laughs> and then at the end you, they handed out abstinence pledges and said, you don't have to sign it, but if you do want to, here's an abstinence pledge and put it in, a, in this box. And if you don't, here's a jar That's with a, an aborted fetus for you to, <laughs> to look into, yeah, look yep. into its eyes and tell it that you... <laughs> you... You have to spit in the jar, spit on the fetus <laughs> to remind it how much you hate it. Um, Texas, it's great. Okay, um, so back to the study. Those that were LGBT were uh, three times more likely to watch porn more frequently. So, I mean, that, if you're gay or lesbian you watch more porn than more regularly than everyone else so that makes sense to me wait why uh, because of just you know you're young you're gay i don't know <laughs> i feel like because you're, you're learning even less about it like it's even more mysterious like like at least straight porn you'll see representations of it on tv and like whatever sex ed you are getting is geared towards straight people that's true yeah. So if you're gay, like it's it's even more like mysterious. Like, what is this? So let me watch porn to figure it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you could kind of like 
use the internet to figure out your orientation. Like part of it is just exploring and figuring yourself out. And you're like, oh yes, I do really like this guy sucking that guy's dick. And maybe I am gay. I guess before the internet, all we had was the like underwear section of the JCPenney catalog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or walking through the, the underwear section in the store where you could look at the top of like the quarter top of a, some guy's torso. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that's like frustrating is that like, I feel like up until this point, every generation of gay men has had to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And at a certain point, it's like, how about we stop trying to like reinvent the wheel yeah. with each generation. And we actually like pass down some of this wisdom. And when I connect with these like sex therapists or tantric coaches or um, sexologists, like the amount of knowledge that they have is incredible. It's also, I also recognize like that in many instances, the ability to transmit that knowledge is limited or they do it in a way that's really dry and no one wants to watch. And I think like, if there's anything that I've learned from YouTube, you talked about me taking my shirt off all the time. Mm -hmm. It's that you dip the the broccoli in chocolate like you have the good message at its core but you need to package it in a way that like makes no one wants to eat broccoli yeah, yeah but if you dip it in chocolate it's like candy so you can take this knowledge that these incredible gurus and educators have um, and package it in a porn well shit it's like really fun to watch like i might jerk off to it it's hot but then the end of it like you actually learn some of that information and yeah. it actually facilitates that kind of being passed down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, yeah it does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You said your YouTube is use the skin to bring them in. Then your Ahimeros is use the dick to make them click. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You've been thinking about that one for a while. <laughs> it, it's been, I haven't listened to anything you said the past 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I've just been w waiting for my time to use that. No. Um, it was also, ooh, here we start to get an even sadder about the study. So, um, bring us down. A, Kyle. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, qualitative part of the study um, said that gay youth um, use porn to learn about their sexual organs and function, understand uh, the mechanics of same gender sex, to learn about sexual performance and roles, and to understand how sex should feel in terms of pleasure and pain. So That's like, so scary. I know that I read that and like, especially the last part, learn how sex should feel. That's no, don't, don't yeah. that's not how it should feel. It shouldn't, <laughs> you do not use gay porn to know how it should feel. Oh my God. I know that entire sentence was just so much that it teaches you that gay sex should feel like you're afraid that your mom or brother is going to come busting into your room in any second. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you, you're, you'll probably hook up with your sister's boyfriend right, yeah. at some point in time. <laughs> your stepdad's going to come. Yep. Yeah. And then it was the first uh, study to demonstrate that there's an association between younger age of expo exposure and poor mental health later in life. So... Wait, so like the younger you are that you start watching porn, the worse off your mental health is? Yep. Well, I mean, you you spoke to that at the very beginning. You said, I, like, what's the purpose of porn? You said to make me feel like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think there's probably a lot of people who watch porn and don't see who they are represented in the content. And, like, that's just going to set you up for um, a pretty tough fucking experience going through life. Yeah. You know? It's interesting that there isn't more representation in porn because, like, in those instances where uh, I've worked with, I'd say like the non-traditional porn aesthetic, the response has always been really great. 
So it seems to me that like, even if you just want to look at porn from perspective of like dollars and cents, that there would probably be an actual good business model in hiring models that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, hiring guys with bellies, like hiring what you don't see. Whenever we put a video with someone that doesn't have a huge dick, people email me to say how excited they are to see someone with a dick that looks like theirs. Oh, a normal person dick. A normal like a regular dick. human dick. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the last thing that I'll say about numbers is from a different study, from 2000 study that's Canadian. So we're covering all of our former British colonies. Um, the, pres the present gay male obsession with hyper-masculinity, best, e best evidence in the porn now widely touted. Oh, no, 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 wait. Best of, oh yeah, Can Canada was doing this like big fight to like, everyone should have access to gay porn and the argument gay porn advocates were making is like, it's healthy. It's what people used to like learn about themselves. And then the, someone actually like did a study to be like, but, but really, is that true? And so it, it reinforces the obsession with hyper-masculinity and it is where people, source of gay male identity and freedom. I don't understand that part, so I'll skip it. And it undermines safe <laughs> sexual practices and the self-respect needed to combat youth suicide. Yeah. So that leads to like the hypermasculinity is what we learn and what you need to be. And then it doesn't teach you self-confidence and those mental health issues are contributing to higher rates of suicide among LGBT people. Now, this was a Canadian study? This was a Canadian study, are, yeah. Are, are any of these studies being funded by Donald Trump's White House? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, who knew that we needed to start a war with Canada? I did not know that was enemy number one until just now. <laughs> yes. So maybe we need to distrust them because we're kicking them out. Yep. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is that, <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about porn as I do about Grindr, which is like that... It's kind of this love-hate relationship, but it's all in kind of how you use it. Yeah. Um, and if you recognize porn for for what it is, you can be like, okay, yeah, like this is what it is and this is what it isn't. And there can be this place for it. But um, when you start to look at the influence it has, especially like in our community and especially with younger folks, it's it's pretty alarming. Uh, and I don't think that you're ever going to succeed in limiting their their access to it. So, I mean, my strategy has kind of been, let's um, create something else that that fills that uh, that vacuum that can connect people with things like intimacy and, and actual pleasure and consent and um, ways to connect with human beings that like actually bring joy to your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Instead of making you more likely to kill yourself. Right. I, yeah, I, right. I, I suddenly want to fill my vacuum. <laughs> Okay. A lot of things are being filled. Huh? <laughs> a lot of just voids, big, Vo insatiable voids, if you will. <laughs> well, yeah. Like so, uh, it, and we don't have to talk about it for very long, but I did want to say something about how porn has changed. At least, you know, I've been out for ten years. This, like, in a couple of months, and I was watching gay porn when my ex-wife was out of town well before that, but uh, it's, it's definitely changed. And one of the big things that's changed, I think is bareback, like yeah. how acceptable it seems to be for studios to put out bareback porn. And I, I think that's maybe because of HIV rates are, are coming 
down and PrEP is really revolutionizing the way that we view HIV. What do you guys think? Is it okay? Do you think bareback porn is, is, is okay and we should accept it and move on? Or are the old ideas about that's never a good idea, even in a monogamous relationship, um, and we're doing ourselves a disservice by showing it? So... peace i'm out i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i think well first of all i I, i'm i'm i can say with a high degree of certainty the reason you see more of it is because it's it's a response to market demand that as studios started creating more bareback content it's what consumers said that they wanted um now that is kind of divorced from the question of whether or not it's a good thing to do. I can say, I mean, we, we did a video in Provincetown a few months ago called Sexually Transmitted Joy. It was <laughs> oh. kind of a play on STDs. Um, and it was kind of in, in recognition of the fact that like our gay sex has been used as a vehicle for transmitting fear and disease and like the, the, the baggage that we all collectively as gay men have that like the thing that we crave the most is also the thing that can kill you. Mm -hmm. And um, what that does to you as a person, as you grow and develop is like, that's, that's a difficult thing to come to gripes with. And I think that as prep has become more popular and as more studios have done, um, you know, more condom free content, it doesn't mean that that, that that content is, is filmed in a way that's not safe for the models. In most instances, there's a lot of testing that goes on. Mm -hmm. Um, The models are on prep. Um, They test for other STDs beforehand. There's also kind of a, I think for some people, they feel a sense of kind of liberation from that, that, uh, that fear that has been such a big part of the sex that, that we've had for really like an entire generation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. I think like for me, there's a difference between like my personal habits and like my theoretical beliefs. Like when I watch porn, like I know people should use condoms and I don't. And when I watch porn, when I see a condom, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I stop watching usually someone has to be super duper hot for me to stay in it with a condom. So that's like the personal side that is not. Oh, no, I just, I'm trying to process that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you represent millions of gay men that have that same perspective, which is why studios now often don't film with condoms. Yeah. But because you don't like the way it looks or like the symbolically, it, it turns you off. Like, I I want to see that come. I'm in it for the jizz in the ass. I mean, don't they pull a condom off before the money shot? Yeah, but like they don't come in your ass and then stick it back in. <laughs> it's a psychological thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's I guess I don't get it, but that's, that's fine. What I enjoy. That's fine. Um, do you think do you think if do you think seeing porn without condoms in it has made you less likely to wear a condom? Like we've talked before about like we safer sex is better for everybody's health, but that we don't always succeed in wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, actually one of the studies I didn't I didn't I looked at it but I didn't write it down is like the higher the proportion of bareback porn you watch, the more likely you are to not use a condom yourself. So but you could also say like the more piss porn you watch, the more likely you are to gauge in piss porn. Maybe that's because you like piss. Like that's true. Like, is the bareback porn shaping your behavior or are you seeking it out because that's yeah. a kink of yours? Yeah, cor- yeah. Correlation, correlation versus causation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I give you a lot of credit though for, for, for sharing that because like you're what you just expressed about like if there's a condom, you're out. That's, 
the way that's not a, a minority ex, like experience. Like that's that's something that a lot of people express that don't want to talk about because it's kind of uncomfortable. Uh, so I think what's missing is like I think people are going to watch bareback porn and they're going to have bareback sex like they're going to do it. So I think it's more about like not trying to stop people from doing that, but just educating them on what's important. I feel like when you put all gay sex is right now in the category of it's all bad, then you don't understand the distinction between, well, it's way different if we jerk each other off versus if they come in my mouth versus if they come in my ass. And if I'm the top or the bottom, like then it just all becomes the same of all of that is bad. So it doesn't matter which I do versus being like, hey, did you know if you swallow cum, it's way less likely to give you an HIV infection than if you are the bottom. Like, you know, just teaching people those different things. Cause I remember being like in my mid twenties and I was like talking to some girl who was also really slutty like me um, in a great way. And we were both like, wait, can you get HIV from like cum in your mouth? And like, we didn't know basic facts about the, the thing we've been drinking. <laughs> like it's not great. So. I think it's more about just there being a way to educate people so that they can make the right decision. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that that's really even happening. Like that's, that, that sounds like a great um, scenario, but like as someone that dates generally guys that are younger than myself, I know that when I was like, I don't know, in my college, like I would never have sex without a condom. And oftentimes when I hook up with someone that's college age, for example, like, like there's, like no one's bringing condoms with them. Like yeah. it's not, it's not a part of the conversation in the way that it was before. And maybe that's because we're in a world where people are more likely to be on prep and, you know, they have uh, safer sex can, can take a lot of different forms other than just condoms. But it also could be that some of this content that because bareback porn is so pervasive, that's really the only type of, of sex that people know to have. Yeah. I, I, and I don't think that there is a lot of, that nuanced sex education that you're expressing like people may say like yeah it's it's when you're in school you might learn about std transmission but it's not gonna be on the level of like statistics and topping versus bottoming and how prep can play a role like it's just not that that nuanced yeah totally yeah so just so everyone knows bottoming is more likely to get hiv and especially bottoming bareback like the top very hard to get from topping let's see like an open sore yeah. yeah. All right. Did we do it? Did we do the gay porn? <laughs> I think so. Is there is there anything else we didn't cover that we should have? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. You think this won't be the last time on Gayish <laughs> that we talk about gay porn? No, it will not. All right. That's fair. So, uh, should we should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest, but first. Davey, where can people find more about you and what you're up to? Yeah, I would say um, just check out uh, himaroos.tv. We have a 20% off special for people that are listening. So it's H-I-M-E-R-O-S dot TV as in television forward slash pod, P-O-D. And you can join there and, and watch free previews and get a free gift and everything. And uh, if you do join, it's 20% off. Sweet. So yeah, see you there. And how about your social media stuff? Uh, just Google Davy Wavy. You'll get whatever Twitter dick pics, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> more than more than you more than you could ever possibly want. Fantastic. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our all of our social media is slash gayishpodcast, including our Facebook group slash 
group slash gayish podcast and youtube and twitter and insta and all the things so much things uh our hotline we get voice messages and text mails that's wrong <laughs> hotline and text mails our hotline we get voice mails and text messages it's 5855 gayish that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply and our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com great all right, so Gaius and Stratus, Davey, as our guest, would you like to go first? Yeah, what is this? I had, I had no idea. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this whole episode is cut. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They reminded me like 700 times. <laughs> so this better be good. You're setting <laughs> yeah. us up for a really good Gaius okay. and Stratus. Okay, well, my, my, my Stratus is not that good, so I'll lead with that. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, my Stratus is that I, because it's, it's, it's Labor Day weekend that we're recording this. I'm in Palm Springs. Everyone in Palm Springs is drunk, mm-hmm. uh, especially the gays, uh, and, and and on other things. I have never had alcohol in my life, oh, and I feel like that's a very not gay thing to 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 be a non-drinking homosexual. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you how do you fit in and talk to people? I don't. I just don't. Because I I, I, I couldn't do it with you. Just saying, I couldn't do it without alcohol. Yeah, well, yeah, I just kind of sit with the discomfort. <laughs> mm. Wow. And, and push through it. Yeah. Uh, gayest thing is that I'm getting ready for next week. We're doing a tantric retreat for porn stars, uh, in the desert here in California, uh, for him Rose TV. And I feel like that's, that's pretty fucking gay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like as gay as it, it could. <laughs> yeah. like, I went, I went. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Actually. Yeah. I don't think we have anything gayer than that, except yeah. that one weekend where I got crazy. I'm New Orleans last that. weekend. No, I was very good. Cause I'm mostly monogamous yeah that's right that's right. mostly monogamous that's interesting yeah i'm pretty m&m i'm pretty up there on the monogamy scale um my gayest thing about me is my handwriting i always remember this whenever right when i write anything down is when i was in school my it's very pretty thank you i appreciate that um my there was a t- one of my english teachers held up a a paper that was like someone forgot to put their name on it but it's definitely a girl's and <laughs> someone was like that's kyle's i was like oh <laughs> have you seen have you seen the the bic for women pens so awesome yes yeah. they actually designed fucking pens for um, women the <laughs> the, the amazon comments, reviews yeah. for it oh i forgot to i'm gonna take a little bit of break right here i completely forgot um, Davy, this is for you. I wa- I looked at your video about hand jobs because you said you had a video that said like basically don't give hand jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wrote down three of my favorite comments, and I'm gonna read them to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do you ever read the comments on not your YouTube? Often. I try not to. I, yeah, I, I would think at that. some point you just have to be like, I can't read yeah. any comments anymore. Yeah. But these have got to be amazing. So these are comments from the audience. Yeah. On, yeah. I on try to be as disengaged as possible. With- <laughs> uh, okay. One of the comments on the video, hand jobs are like Pepsi. Never your first choice, but you'll take it anyway. <laughs> That's true. Um, another I'm one. Gonna calories. I'm not taking it. <laughs> I got to save this up for something. Okay. Um, it's uh, next comment, but it's all the work without you doing any of it it also leaves both of your hands free you can eat a sandwich <laughs> which That's this a good point. person was on my page like yeah, i didn't I think about like with that. <laughs> uh the last one that i like in this economy i'll take any job okay <laughs> 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 uh 
Um, I forgot I had those. Okay, so <laughs> my straightest thing is that I personally think Mike and I were in New Orleans last weekend, and I think that when I'm in travel mode, I'm very assertive in a way that regular life Kyle is not. Like I'm like, I know where to go, and I'm moving around people, and everyone's slower than me, and I'm just like walk yeah, fast you're, and you're assertive and confident in a way. HBIC. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Move, motherfuckers. I got places to be. Yeah. That's the power bottom in you coming out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. Power bottom Kyle needs to take control more often. Power bottoms rule the world. Who <laughs> run the world? Power, power bottoms. bottoms. <laughs> um, so the straightest thing about me this week, also from New Orleans, was just coming home and finding after the night that we drank the whole town dry and mm -hmm. and didn't come home until six o'clock and browned out you were blacked out all of the bruises i just had bruises everywhere i looked like i was i don't know an mma fighter or something is both of my shoulders and my hip and my knee and that should have been my straightest moment if I remembered it. Like you told me <laughs> later that I threw a beer bottle on yeah. the ground and punched you a whole bunch. And yeah, you were so violent. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's the power bottom in me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the gayest thing about me this week, um, I don't know. We so we've said we've said that like sex things sh probably shouldn't count, but yeah. I'm gonna. This is a sex thing. We were at the at a bar called the Rawhide in New Orleans. Like I sucked a dick. I looked pretty gay with that dick hanging out of yeah, my mouth. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but that boy gave me a blowjob in the bar in public. So I mean, that was that was pretty gay. But I think what was gayer when I turned around and Kyle's back was to me, he was like a foot away from me while I was getting this blowjob in this dark room in this bar. The the tone of my voice when I was just like, Oh my God, stop. We have to go <laughs> like, before Kyle sees me, we have to go zip up and like sashay away real fast. <laughs> I could have gone my whole life, not knowing that you got a blow job, like feet away from me. Oh. That's not necessarily, I mean, I know it now. Are, so that's you're probably happy for him, right? Like, get I, it. Mm, no, because no. I care more about myself than I do about Mike. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and then the next day I didn't know how to bring it up either. But was... How did you bring it up? You were, I, I think it, I just say, hey, Kyle, last night, did you see my dick? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is no. Isn't that an opportunity for us as gay men to support each other in the gay sex this world so desperately needs? You want it to be like, Mike, 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 yeah, Mike, Yeah, like, get Mike. that dick. Get that dick. Stuff. Come on. Uh, no. It's, okay. I don't know. You would think it would be. I would think it wouldn't be, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I think there's an opportunity there. There's a, there's a great opportunity that I do not want to take. I'll make a video about it. Okay. <laughs> so, Mike, next time I'll cheer you on to come. Okay. I won't. That will not help. I just wish <laughs> yeah. you didn't know that. I hear a watched pot never ejaculates. Yeah, I've heard that too. <laughs> so that's it. This that's has it. been Gayish. A special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. And thank you to Davey Wavy. Thank you, Thank Davey you so Wavy. much for being on ours and having us on yours. Thanks for, for having me. Yeah. Um, do you have other thank yous? Thank you to all the gay porn stars for making my life more complete. Thank you to Blake Mitchell for wearing his glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. And hear me. I will sing Hey
Also, I know that you were upset that I that I had a long sleeve shirt, but I am not wearing pants. Oh, so, um, all right. Attractive right. to see that leg just fly by. <laughs> <laughs> leg in the air. Yeah, most attractive thing.